When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. I recorded this interview way back when I was at Fantastic Fest, uh, and it is an interview with Jim Hosking and David Wyke, who are the team behind An Evening with Beverly Loughlin, which was one of my favorite films from Fantastic Fest. I didn't get to actually see it screen in the theater. I had to watch a screener copy. But even then, the movie was just such a charming, fun, strange movie. And I held off on releasing this one because the movie is actually coming out uh, for a theatrical release on October 19th. So next weekend. So make some time to go see it. It's a, it's just such a weird, unique movie. I wish I could really get into it, but it's, it's a tough one to discuss, but it's a really funny, strange film from the guy who brought you greasy strangler. It's got this very, uh, you know, very Monty Python, um, uh, Tim and Eric, energy of just craziness so if if that's the type of stuff that you love if you loved greasy strangler then go check this out if you love uh movies that are just the right level of absurdist while still maintaining beautiful characters that grow and mature then this is the movie for you so take some time and go check it out but first sit down and listen to the interview with jim and david who were the team behind the movie horror movie night listeners uh real quick if i sound a little different uh it's because i had tonsillitis literally until this morning which is fitting because i spoke like craig robinson in the movie that we're about to discuss for the last 48 hours well hopefully you're not contagious no no no, no. (laughs) we're good so i'm sitting here with jim and dave the guys behind the movie an evening with beverly laughlin 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 that's all right (laughs) it's all about pronunciation that's all right (laughs) Uh, so this movie actually, I had yet to see Greasy Strangler. I've seen so much about it, 
But this movie blew me the fuck away when I watched it. It is, uh, I was trying to explain it to a coworker and I told them that it reminded me of if John Waters had written Napoleon Dynamite and then had Wes Anderson direct it for him. Like it's just this weird melding of all these different styles and creating your own really unique thing. Now you've been directing for a while. What was, who, who were some of your inspirations leading into your career? Um, well, I mean, I, I, I try not to be sort of too consciously inspired by anybody, I guess, but I mean, I, uh, I'm probably, I'm probably inspired a lot by sort of some of like Mike Lee's early plays for the BBC and, um, like if you think of Nuts in May, you think of the comedy in that, like with Mel and I, we were talking about that just now, that's, you know, in, inspiring to me. I'm, I'm, but, I'm, you know, like I'm inspired by loads of stuff. I mean, of course, like I like David Lynch or I like Fassbinder or I like Aki Karazmaki, but I love Woody Allen and, you know, I love, old, I love old films. I love Billy Wilder's films. I mean, I like Hal Ashby Altman. I try not to, you know, I try not to steal anything. I mean, like the people that you mentioned, that I'm not a... I'm not really familiar with a lot of John Waters' films. I mean, I've, I've seen, like, the, probably the most commercial ones. I've seen Cry Baby and Serial Mom. Wes Anderson's not really my thing. Um, who's the other one? Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose, like, uh, there's a similarity in kind of um, very distinctive kind of styling and... and Maybe there's some awkwardness and stuff there. I was going to say, I think for me it was the the awkwardness of a lot of the sequences definitely hit my memory waves a little bit. In that I feel sense. that's like quite a, maybe that comes, quite a lot of that comes from, like when I talk about Mike Lee and stuff, there's like a lot of, like a, a, a lot of British drama and comedy uh, revolves around people sort of feeling um, down on their luck or feeling frustrated or feeling like life is conspiring against them, you know? Um, yeah. It's, we don't, we don't uh, expect things to sort of turn out well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would say that. But, you know, like, uh, I mean, for us, I guess there's, you know, there is a difference between the sort of, with the direction, the styling of a film, and then with the script, the sort of writing of a film, although there's, you know, a lot of it is in the script, and, I think we try not to be actively inspired by anything, really. Yeah, yeah. It's just a sensibility of where you're, what you're interested in, what excites you when you, when you discover a character, and and writing with somebody is also. I had never really done much of it before. I wrote with Jim, and um, and I never thought I could, but it was actually much better than writing alone. You know, yeah. because you end up inspiring each other but it, you take a lot for granted when it works well because when it doesn't work you can't you can't explain it away you can't just go well why don't we it just is dead there's nothing there in the life of the character you, you're, you're speaking totally different I think the languages what we um, what we both what we both enjoy and what's definitely in the film is that is that we are into sort of eccentric characters like in life as as well as in films and we like sort of I think we like eccentric humour but we also really like genuine emotion and 
sincerity and it's probably where those two things meet that's like um, that's kind of where the film feels like it's got a maybe a bit of a difference to a lot of other stuff that's either trying to be you know kind of crazy and wacky and funny or it's trying to be really sincere and this is just I mean we're just, it's just doing its own thing but I'm kind of attempting to analyse it I was going to say it's, it's, it's definitely its own universe in a very cool kind of way like the villain in this movie comes off as cartoony as like a comic book villain at times and that to me is what I really found fun about it, is that there's these moments that are heartbreakingly awkward and real and then there's this insane goofiness that happens as well and it's playing off those two styles um how did you guys write this together? I'm always interested in the writing style of like a team. Were you guys in a room together? I know you're from two different places. Or was it a lot of emailing back and forth and one person was in charge of the one element and another person was in charge of another? No, we did a lot of uh, writing together. I would say that we really wrote the script together in the same yeah. room. Um, and it would have been in a series of like two weeks get together again like a month and a half later or something two weeks like I, like I, w- I would come to LA or, or I'd come to like Dave, Dave was living in LA and then he was living in New York and then I think we went to like we went to the woods like near New York and spent a couple of weeks there like really breaking the back of it and um, yeah I mean obviously teams like write in a totally different way like I've, I've written a lot of stuff with with uh, a guy who wrote like who I wrote The Greasy Strangle with, and we, even though we live in the same city, we generally don't ever sit down together and write together. We do it separately. And yeah. with Dave and me Yeah, we and work me. really well physically in the same room. Usually there's like a bunch of exchanges Much that better, can get yeah. done on the email. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not very technically savvy with sort of the technology that makes that easy. But it so, feels too dry, doesn't it? It's like you've got to rip Yeah, yeah. Thing. So we, we do... I like to to get very physically like yeah, yeah he kind of prowls around and I'm sat at the, at the keyboard but the, the writing is an equal part. yeah yeah but da- I guess Dave was an actor and he likes to sort of like you know he likes to stride around and get quite physical and sort of uh, yeah well I it's mean, just sort of like get up there's it's a combo book, but, but it's, a, it's it's to really get in there and, and and we Jim gets very you know aggressive about making sure we're not letting something go that's not, you know, oh, that's fine. No, it's not fine. Let's make it better. And and my version of, of oh, getting funny, into... I think that you like that, too. Yeah, no, but it works, but there's no, it's all, there's no eggshells. It's more like my version of that is to get up and sort of, like, walk around and get the, and feel, just sort of start feeling something, get, get into some kind of... Um, we had that with the very end. We weren't satisfied with it originally, and there's a scene where Colin well, we wrote a number of different endings. Yeah, yeah. We had a scene where we're at the very end. We weren't even. We were trying to figure out the Laughlin speech, and then Colin is doing this whole thing about the beneath the ice, and has this sort of, and, and, and we had this like crazy sort of like uh, jam where we both started sort of shouting these yeah but lines. you were recording those, these little uh, voice messages on your iPhone yeah. like sending them to, like it was like I'm trapped <laughs> under the eyes <laughs> but he was doing it in this sort of strange like English it was like a very sort of precise English um, accent from like it felt like it was from the sort of turn of the 19th into the 20th century this sort of quite distinguished <laughs> gentleman who was genuinely trapped under the eyes because he was still quite unflappable stiff upper lip uh. But that kind of thing, 
you know, didn't come from sitting around and putting a lot of post-its up or, or having conversations. Mm. It became a kind of cathartic no, we session. Never, I've never done anything like that, that sort of uh, thing where people chuck a load of stuff up on a wall and move things around or whatever. Can't, yeah, definitely. Can't the, be bothered. It gives the vibe of a lot of, um, almost like almost a sketch comedy background or like a very like manic it in a in a way that it's nothing like this but it reminds me a lot of when i read about how like the muppets were written and it was just anarchy in the studio just like throwing anything at a wall and there's no such thing as a bad idea but we're going to reject a lot of these ideas like that kind of attitude is what it sounds like you're you're presenting of just this excitement to create in this area yeah but i, w- I wouldn't say i wouldn't say it's like that though uh it's more specific than that i think it's more um, like I don't I don't think that we would sit around and and like chuck tons of different ideas like often it's about just thinking like what would I mean I, like I take that even though it's an absurd world in a way or whatever else I take it all totally seriously when I'm writing it and so does Dave and it's like what would this person do and as much as anyone else might think it's like it's sort of you know willfully bizarre or this or that that's not how we approach it and it's like you know if I wanted to write a bizarre film I could fucking write one that was like a million times more bizarre than this that's not the intention with this movie yeah. the intention with it is to try to to create a film with like really you know interesting distinctive characters and, and, and a lot of heart and um, yeah. there's yeah, nothing that the characters do that's not true to their character yeah. in this movie which and I in think this is case, a statement yeah. once those characters and that's why it was so weird when we first started writing it when we were just riffing back and forth with no idea where it was going. Um, once those characters came to life, they informed us. I mean, it sounds sort of hokey, but yeah, it, it really true. informs, you know, what's authentic. And they, 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 they felt very three-dimensional, all of them. And so we didn't know where Colin was from. We didn't have... We knew his emotional sort of... Whatever his, his system, how the solar plexus. And when it felt cheap or silly then it would you know then we would know it would come off and that's why it was ironic when the film was finally cast and everyone came together there wasn't people necessarily coming in with like a completely different interpretation of of the script or what this thing was about everyone kind of got on relatively the same page very quickly because they could see that in the tone of it there was this wasn't a goof fest was there anyone when you were writing this, because it feels like a lot of the characters are almost custom made for the actors that played it. Did you have any of these people in mind while writing it, or was this just, you know, serendipity that the the best people for the job ended up being there? Well, I think you have you can have. Um, I mean, it's kind of, to me, it's kind of like when you read a book and and you start visualizing somebody, and they're a bit of a sort of composite of of various you know people or people that you may know in real life or actors and whatever and of course you have you have actors float through your consciousness as you're writing a script and I mean you know for example we both you know we both love Aubrey Plaza and 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 you think oh it'd be fascinating if Aubrey were to do this but it's but you also kind of don't want to put all your eggs in one basket sort of thing but I mean yeah we definitely had people no there was no one that really was there a lot of people I have done that Recently, we both wrote another script actually where we actually thought of specific actors. Those who we were writing. Yeah, we titled the script with their names. <laughs> their actual <laughs> real names. Yeah. Which is, yeah. we still think it's hysterical. Yeah. Um, but, but this one, 
It was just the, the characters were before the, the actors. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I got to wrap it up. I just got the one last question from from Cam out there. So, All right. uh, where can people see this movie? I mean, obviously, I'm at Fantastic Fest, but I, I it believe October... October the 19th. Okay. I and think it's some sort of a splurge. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, October 19th, guys, go and check out the movie. Uh, thank you guys so much for sitting down yeah. and chatting with us. Thank friends. you. Yeah. Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.